Welcome to the Trinity Radio Podcast. This podcast has a video component found at youtube.com slash Braxton Hunter. This means you might miss some visual aspects of the show, but it shouldn't have a serious negative effect. We'd love it if you'd run over to the YouTube channel real quick and subscribe. And if you enjoy this content, do us a favor. Take a moment to give us a five-star review on iTunes and mention a couple of things you like about the podcast. If you really appreciate the show, you can help make it better and get extra content for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash trinity radio. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Trinity Radio. This is Braxton Hunter, and over there is Jonathan Bridget. And together we are <laughs> Wild Stallions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Trinity Radio. Glad that you all are here with us today. And today we're going to be talking about, well, your questions. Your questions. Friday live stream is for the live chat. And so you ask your questions. But until we get to your questions and while you're thinking of them and while people are filing in, because they didn't get here on time because we actually aren't started late. Yes, this show does have a regular time at one, but we're busy. So sometimes at the seminary, things go uh, awry on Friday and we have to start a little late. Yeah, Caleb was asking about that. And so, um, and hey, look, Rich O'Cat says, finished my last Trinity course this week. Hey! All right. That's awesome. Congratulations. And others are already congratulating you and praise the Lord. I'm glad to hear that now. Uh, oh, look here. Kay Hamilton just got accepted into Trinity College a couple of weeks ago. Excited about starting this new journey. Also, for Dr. Pritchett, from one Arkansan to another WPS Razorback. What is that? Woo, mean? pick silly. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know that chant yeah, you called yeah. demonic? Yes, the satanic, <laughs> yeah. the satanic prayer language you all Woo use. Woo, pig. Okay. I'll tell you something, though. This is our year. <laughs> well, I mean, last year was pretty good. I think we won nine games, but this, this, this is... I mean, out of the gate, we beat a ranked team. Uh, LSU didn't. <laughs> Punchbowl Haircut said, which one of you is Bill and which one is Ted? Um, Bill S. Preston Esquire. And Ted, Ted was Keanu Theodore, Reeves. Ted, okay. Theodore Logan. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't care. They're, if we if you don't care, I'll be a Keanu Reeves. Cause, of course. I mean, of course. Because you have the hair for it. Right. <laughs> okay, now, the, as you can see, the Friday live stream, for those that may be new to it, it's a little more casual. We take a little more time to get to where we're going. But let's just jump right into this. No, because I want to say something. Of course we're not going to do it. Richard has I do something to say. To say. Because, you know what? The queen is dead. Queen Elizabeth II. And I'm going to ignore all the dumb hot takes from people who don't understand the British monarchy and their role in national politics. So all the dumb hot takes, I'm, I'm not even going to, yeah, it's stupid. What Look, constitutes a dumb hot take? All the, oh, I, there was some dumb takes about hope she died painfully and all this what? Other stuff. Oh, because of all the colonialism stuff as if, you know, she was like. Shut up. But yeah. Good night. Anyway, uh, Queen Elizabeth, uh, defender of the faith, actually a formal title. Um, yeah. The most prominent thoroughly Christian person in Europe, right? And actually did live that out in her personal life. And so this is an apologetics channel, so I want to honor the the defender of the faith because I um, don't think Charles is going to live up to that, hasn't lived up to that. You know, that. there were a lot of people that hoped that 
he she would outlive him yeah you know um you know or that he does the right thing and say yeah i'm just gonna let william do (laughs) do this i mean you know um because he's not i think he's got like a 40 some odd he's He's like as popular or less than Biden right now. Yeah. So anyway, so, I, anyway, respect. I have no. I think Queen Elizabeth was a remarkable woman who lived a oh remarkable life and was a sister in Christ. And so I want to uh, offer my respects and and condolences to the Amen. royal family. Here, here. So say we all. Yeah. So say we all. And turning from one highly influential, well-known woman to another. Yeah. Britney Spears. Yes. Britney Spears. I'm atheist, y'all. Not everyone would put her in the same category as the Queen of England. Or she yeah, might. On any level, pretty <laughs> she much. She might. But, yeah, but Britney. <laughs> but so here's the situation. So for those that uh, that don't know, um, some of you for almost your entire life, Britney Spears has been pretty well in hiding. Or not in hiding, but but not not out visible as much. And that's yeah. Because, I mean, she came to prominence in the late '90s, early 2000s. Right. So there's a lot of listeners we have that like they've heard legends about Britney Spears, but that's you know. And so, so now she's got a new song with Elton John, one of Elton John's old songs that she's that she's singing with him, and it's danceable and it's excitable and everybody's it's a tiny dancer, right? Maybe I don't. I think I don't it was Tiny know. Dancer, which. But you don't have to talk to me you, about that song Elton that never John. Never needed anything done to it, and you add Britney. <laughs> Well, everything needs a little Britney. No, told. Tiny Dancer is a fantastic song, man. Is that the one it was? I, I believe so. Uh, yeah. I well, so. yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I love some Elton John music. Yeah. I mean, listen, God gave incredible Speaking gifts. Speaking of British queens, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, you, it was uh, too easy. It's too. It's fine. It's, it's too we'll let it stand. Or we'll or assassins. Stand. If you watch that, uh, the Kingsmen movie, you know. He, he got a little. I don't know what you're action-y. talking. You never I, saw the Kingsman no. two, where Elton John was a little bit of an action no. hero in that movie. It was lame. I didn't even see the. the I didn't even see the Expendables movies. Really? All right, so here we are, and that's got Harrison in it. Um, the quintessential He's in the third action one. star. Well, one of them does. Anyway, Britney Spears is what we're talking about today, and let's have some structure to this and get into it. Britney Spears has said that she is an atheist now. Yeah. Um, and I'm atheist, y'all. Yeah, I'm an atheist, y'all. Well, she is Southern. She's uh, Britney Southern. Spears says she no longer believes in God. This from the Christian Post. Pop star Britney Spears is making headlines yet again, this time for declaring that she no longer believes in God. Spears' revelation that she no longer believes in God can be heard in a profanity-laced audio recording posted on Instagram and reshared on YouTube Monday after 60 Minutes Australia, aired an interview with the ex-husband Kevin Federline and their son Jaden. In the recording, Britney accuses her son of being hateful undermining her behavior and having secretly loved looking at me as if something was wrong with me. Maybe there was. There is nothing to believe in anymore. <laughs> I'm an atheist, y'all, Spears said at the end of a three-minute rant to her son, Jaden, where she rattled off a list of financial obligations she took on in her decades-long career, including paying her mother's legal fees and sending $40,000 a month to her and, ex-husband. And let me tell you, men everywhere are shedding a tear over a, a mom having to pay child support. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, it's clearly clear how you feel about all this. In the recording, Spears speaks about her relationship with her sons, Jaden and Sean Preston, her ex-husband and her son's reactions to what she described as the trauma her father and other family members put her through after her music career took off in the late 1990s. Last November, the singer was released from uh, conservatorship, which her father... I really just want to get to what... what, 
Yeah, right there. Said. Start uh, one paragraph up this where one? you're at. No. Up, uh, the up, oops. up, up, okay. one more. Yes. In the record. So, oh, go here, ahead. I'll go ahead. In the recording in which Spears claimed that if God really existed, she wouldn't have suffered or lost autonomy to make her own decisions for 13 years. Quote, God would not have allowed that to happen to me if God existed. I don't believe in God anymore because of the way my children and my family have treated me, end quote. Now, let me stop right there. Okay. A worldview decision like, does God, one of the big questions of life, right? And her explanation is, God would not have allowed that to happen to me if God existed. Now, atheists, you're going you're gonna to be with me on this one. Now, if you're a Christian, right, if you're a Christian, we believe that God the Son came to earth lived, suffered, and died for the sins of the world. So Amen. God participated in suffering. If you're an atheist, you point to the fact that human and animal suffering has been present since the beginning, right? But for her, it's all about, never mind all of that, if God really existed, nothing bad would have happened to me. A little bit of a narcissist, a little bit of the, I am the center of the universe going on here. Mm -hmm. And it is absurd. This, but this is, this is, I think, <laughs> very indicative of our culture now. Well, I just can't. This is it. it doesn't matter any evidence for or against Christianity. Yeah. It doesn't matter any evidence for or against uh, the, the lack of belief. Your point is, no what about all the other evil that, had, that you knew about until five seconds ago? Right. Because if you read later in the same article, she was like, I'm a child of God. Like, four days or three days prior to this declaration. That oh, really? Yeah. The last paragraph of the article says, um, <clears throat> the Pops of Stars declaration might come as a shock to her many fans uh, because in an Instagram post shared three days ago, Spears mentioned having faith in God. I am a child of God as well. We are all in God's eyes, she said. Okay, so... <laughs> so others have said this, but one of the obvious problems with this is put all the worldview stuff aside from it. It is true that Brittany has experienced quite a bit of, of she has been in some situations that would induce sorrow. We're going to talk about um, sorrow in just a few moments. Uh, so I'm not saying that I understand what she's going through. And in fact, here's the thing. Like, it's easy for us to go, say, go cry on a money bag or, you know, your millions of dollars. Yeah, but she's a person. But she is a real person and everyone processes things differently. I was just saying this to a family member just two nights ago. I was trying to say, listen, even if you've been through exactly the same situations that someone else has, it doesn't mean that it was the same experience because individuals process things differently and some things that would affect you. Oh, we know between me and you, Pritchett, there are some things that you don't get bothered about at all. And I do. Well, that's yeah. just the way that, that, you know, we are. But I, but what I'm really am surprised about is even in such situations, a parent taking to social media to send a message to their own children or their family. That to me is, and we're not the first to say it, but that, that is like, what are we doing here? But now here's the thing I want to say about this. There is obviously the apologetic side of this. We're going to talk about the problem of evil because what she's saying ultimately fits in, if she were to frame it as some sort of an argument, would fit into the problem, the arguments from evil. But Brittany, basically, here's what bothers me about this. In fact, I really did get upset when I heard about this news on my morning walk yesterday. It really irritated me for a minute. Not the way that I think a, a lot of people would want it to irritate me in, in, uh, in, 
among our opposition like oh yeah because people are just slipping away more and more and more you know it's not well yeah but it's it's not really like william lane craig became an atheist and people are just as equally important um, uh, britney spears is made in the image of god but it's not like some huge intellectual giant fell to atheism or something it's britney spears but britney spears is still important and she's more she's more influential in another way and in this way so here here's here's what i'm i'm looking at here she has strung together a series of ideas. My family is mean to me. My ex-husband is mean to me. My kids are mean to me. I'm an atheist, y'all. Now, there's two things about that that really irritate me. One is it's easy for us to say, well, yeah, but that's Britney Spears. These celebrities, that's what they do. They go, they, they'll go crazy. They get all this money. They beat up a car with an umbrella. That's to shave their head. That's what, that's what uh, people do that. That's crazy. When you get that money, it drives you crazy. This is not unique to celebrities. This is not unique to pop stars. It's just not. Do you Certainly not have not Facebook? Unique to or, to child Disney stars, they right? Do you, do you not use Facebook? Do you not see people melt down publicly who are normal everyday people? Do you not see people air their dirty laundry occasionally and think, why would they do that? You know, normal people do this. Now, obviously, money—the more money you have—that means that the less resistance to temptation there is because you can afford whatever you want to satisfy whatever uh, desires you have. And so that sort of power does kind of lead a person to really indulge narcissism and things. I'm not saying that's what Brittany has done, but I'm saying it's not surprising that when people get that level of fame and notoriety and power and money that they mess up their lives even more. But what's mo what I want you to notice is that this happens with, uh, with every kind of person. It's just what does Brittany have that everyone else doesn't? a massive bullhorn, a massive pulpit to say what it is that she wants to say. But we see this happen. Now, why is that important? Because there are everyday people, and I'm sorry, it just is the case that there are a lot of women who are going to identify with this, who are, who, it's not that they're not smart. It's not like, like men who are uh, convinced by this aren't smart. But what happens is rather than thinking through an argument for, uh, from atheism or an argument from evil or something, what she's just done is impressionistically paint a picture. She has said mean family, mean husband, mean kids, atheism, y'all. And people who are frustrated, the issues that she's dealing with are real issues that, that, that lots of people deal with. I feel like my family doesn't like yeah, me or appreciate uh, me. But and so they wonder. connect with it. And when they, let me just get this thought out. When they connect with it like that, without thinking through it too much, I think a lot of people are going to look at that and they're going to say, you know what? My family's dead. Yeah. You know what? Screw it. I'm trying. I'm tired of this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe either. I'm, I'm an atheist y'all. Not that they're not smart, but when you're frustrated that you're most impressionable in, in moments like that. And I think there are a lot of people stay at home moms. Frankly, a lot of them struggle with this being told that they don't have value or it's indicated that they don't have the same level of value. And then you hear someone say this, they think, yeah, I do have family that don't appreciate me. And it's, I think that it's powerful. And then the atheists, I'm an atheist y'all sort of thing is it feels like a party. I'm an atheist y'all like celebrate with me. Yeah, but that doesn't, Martinis. Yeah, but that doesn't last. And atheists will back yeah. me up on this one too, probably. And, and Christians will as well. After you deconvert or convert to whatever new worldview, there is a little bit of a release. But mm -hmm. then you quickly discover in the Christian life and as an atheist that the problems that you had mm -hmm. don't go away. Like, your worldview shift, your your religion or your your non-religion, whatever, doesn't actually 
make things go away. You might look at your problems, how to handle them differently than you would have with your prior beliefs or lack of beliefs or whatever, but it doesn't mean that your problems go away and it doesn't actually fix the bad situation that might have triggered a worldview change. Because, I mean, we've talked about this on the show before plenty. A lot of people will have an emotional reaction to something, whether they deconvert or they become an atheist, or they have an emotional uh, response to the gospel preaching and then they become a Christian. But then they realize after that settles, okay, Mm -hmm. but there's still reality here. And with Brittany, I have to wonder, because when you have strained relationships with everybody, maybe you're the problem, right? And what I've noticed about a lot of these Facebook, you know, just the everyday people who are, for reasons that escape me, blathering their personal business on social media feed to get attention or whatever, I have to wonder and ask myself, I mean, these are low stability people who do that. I'm sorry if you're one of those people, you're low, you need to. That does what? Airs their dirty laundry and stuff? all over the place, especially Mm -hmm. if it involves family. Mm -hmm. But I look at a lot of things and I I realize I'm making hasty judgments, Mm -hmm. but I look at certain things and you can can detect a pattern and it begs, how much of this is self-inflicted, right? The chaos in your life, that that, how much of that is self-inflicted? That's something that people don't often take stock of because it goes back to even why she de- converted to. Well, it's like, place, it's, it's like we it's, were talking this about is this. all about me. We, we were right? talking about this before yeah. the show is that Andy, one of our academic advisors, was talk, was saying how, was telling me once how he has this person who's, who calls in and, and wants to deal, wants classes that'll help with conflict management, conflict management, conflict management. And he's like, why is that? And he said, this person was very difficult, very difficult to deal with. And Andy, you can testify, is like the most laid back, nothing bothers right. him. We, we give him people that are problem people because he, he just kind of calms them down. Yeah. But in this case, he said, she's just so belligerent. And he said, I asked her, why are you interested in conflict management? He says, she said it was like every person I, I speak to needs some help with conflict management because they're just ready for conflict. And he said, I so wanted to suggest, might it be that it's not that they're all ready for conflict, but that there's a common denominator here. Right? <laughs> you know, right. Yes, yeah, so, uh, Maybe God's not trying to push you toward conflict management for their benefit. Right? <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, so, you know, but um, now on, on the, uh, the actual issue, if we were to give her the benefit of the doubt, we were say, okay, well, look, there is a thing called the arguments from evil. There are arguments from evil. And she's and so let's 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 ask it this way. What would Mrs. Spears what would Miss Spears like us, uh, us to do? What would she like us to do? The former Mrs. Federline, what would she like <laughs> us to do? What what would she like God to do? Okay. So she's upset that God God wouldn't have allowed this. Isn't that what she said? God would not yeah, have allowed right. her family to do these things to her and to yeah. say these things to her, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, God so God wouldn't have let all the bad stuff happen to right. her. Right. Well, the bad stuff is all stuff that people freely chose to do to her, right? So here, let's let's analyze this. We're going to put her claim, and I I, I know she's going to watch this, and I just want to say, Brittany, listen, I'm I, I in fact, I if she ever did really watch this, I would love to talk to you, and we don't wish you any harm, but um. But oh, thank you, Slam RN. Maybe that just, at forty, that just grow makes up my a day. Slam RN says, "Braxton, you are looking good." Thank you, Slam RN. I so appreciate. Yeah, that. I agree. You, he, 
he has he has been working hard and has slimmed up and he is he is looking rather dashing well thank you my friend yeah. i appreciate that and it is a little hot in here maybe i should just take the shirt off and uh go the rest of the show in a t-shirt because i'm happy to tell you all i haven't worn this t-shirt i haven't worn this t-shirt since 2017 comfortably anyway so anyway uh back to it thank you slam rn uh so Brittany has said this now here's the thing what does she want god to do does she does she, is she a calvinist i highly doubt she was a calvinist when she was a christian or when she claimed christianity i highly doubt it do you think that britney spears was a calvinist probably not if she was a calvinist do you think she had a working not like do you i don't think britney spears is the type of person who's likely to believe in determinism but is that if she's a calvinist she would have to be saying pritchett she would have to be saying i wish god had deterministically decreed decreed that my children um would yeah pritchett's wearing a, a true id shirt yeah adam coleman adam coleman but i wish god had decreed that my children would treat me better than they do and because of that i don't believe in god that doesn't make any sense and is that really what you want you want so now what if she believes in libertarian freedom would she like god to deterministically change her children take away their libertarian freedom to force them to be nice to her maybe she wants that no but no. now she's starting to sound more maniacal than god if right she no wants that. she doesn't want god to deterministically cause them to do stuff she wants to be able to do that well maybe that could be <laughs> it <laughs> that could be the case but but look i mean I, notice what is she asking god to yeah. do what is she asking god to do if god did exist on her mind if god does exist what should he have done Explain it in detail, what, what you think. Be her uh, defense here. Explain, what should God have done? Revoked their free will so they behaved in a way that was appropriate to her, but left her free will intact. That's all I can make out of it. And if that's the case, yeah, you, you don't sound like the one that we should... We, right. We're not siding with you over God here. Like God, You sound maniacal with that. Right. I'd rather be able to have you be robotically controlled so that you don't say things that that make me unhappy or are mean look, to me? Uh, look, I have two teenagers in the house. Mm -hmm. And in my heart of hearts, that's still a little bit uh, not sanctified. There's a part of me that would like to maniacally, deterministically control my teenagers. Yeah, I mean, that's it's not that I don't get the desire. Right. And sometimes <laughs> they even say things I don't like. Yeah, um, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're my kids. Imagine that they would, uh, you know, be a little bit bullheaded on something. But um, for the most part, they're great. But yeah, I mean, so I understand the sentiment. But as bullheaded as my kids can be, and as ornery as they can be, and as ugly as they can be. Ugly. In the terms of what they say to me. We never use that word that way, and it always tickles me when people do you're being ugly. you're being ugly <laughs> what you no, jerk my, my kids are physically attractive children i mean they're they're they offspring of misty and good like, looking come kids. On. They, they, they had no yeah. talk about biological yeah the two of you got that, that the two of you all together is just right. like but but no they when they say ugly things to me which they do on occasion I, I it would never occur to me to get on facebook and complain about it one thing but two, it never occurred to me to think that they hated me because I know that they don't. 
right? Because I have the kind of relationship with my kids that you nurture by spending time with your kids and by, you know, being interested in your kids' lives instead of interested in your own life, mm -hmm. that you have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And so that I know that we can move past the things, and I've said ugly things to my kids as well, mm -hmm. but we can move past it because we have a connection. We have a relational yeah. bond there as family. Sure. And the reason why that lacks in a lot of families is because either one or both do not work to establish those connections. That's it. It's no, it's no mystery if kids hate their parents. And it's not hard. You know, or parents. Basically, you've got to just not be awful yeah. and watch a show with them and go do stuff with them occasionally. That It's really not hard to become your kid's, like, icon. Right. It, 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 it's all wired up that way. But if you end up in a marriage that falls apart and you have young children, they're, you know, even in joy custody, they're going to live with one or the other parent. And That's right. there's a reason why the judge probably did not want the kids to live with Britney Spears. Well, see, I can't comment on that. I don't know that that stuff. All I know is. Yeah. I'm not saying judges don't get that wrong because yeah. a lot of times women get custody of the kids when they absolutely should. Right. But we kind absolutely. of understand why judges tend to favor mothers in general. And yeah, you know, that but makes I, sense. I, but I'm typically but, the thing I'm, I'm inclined to think that they he probably got that one right. <laughs> Is that what you're inclined to think? I'm inclined to think that this judge got it right and may more judges. But seriously, like I don't think this is that hard to shoot down. This is uh, atheist apologist Britney Spears has now said uh, family mean, therefore no God. Atheism, y'all. Uh, and then I imagine <laughs> right. I, uh, the atheist y'all does seem like a party vibe, doesn't it? Like martinis and like, like, I really feel like there's a move in this culture basically on television, like quite a bit and a lot of other places to really try and convince wives that the, the most important thing they could do is leave their husband. That's just how Southerners talk. I don't, I don't think like Cameron Bertuzzi tweeted uh -huh. something about generations will call Mary blessed from Luke and says, how many people say that, you know, or even, and I, and I responded, Mary's blessed y'all. That's just how we talk in the South. Right. Yeah. But so, it denotes if someone intentionally writes that at the end of it, it it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a happy kind of a thing. It's a, it's a joyous, like atheism y'all, you know, Mary's are you kidding me? Don't act like you don't live in the same world as I do. And there is this move to just, I think, encourage this, uh, this notion. And I'm not saying she was thinking of this, but it is in the domain where this happens that the greatest thing a woman could do is leave, leave her family. It would be so awesome. She, or at least her husband, and she could have, you know, these brunches. It'd be like, you know, uh, you know, martinis every day. And and uh, why do I keep saying martinis? Like that's not the only drink. There's a lot of margaritas in these kind of situations. <laughs> you know, that, that that kind of thing. Well, if and it's having brunch, fun. It's mimosas. Yeah. Oh, okay. mimosas. Okay. Or a or a what? A bloody mary. Oh, someone wanted to hear my Britney Spears impression, or said I had a good one. Here it is. Are you ready? Hit me, baby, one more time. As it turns out, it sounds a lot like my Sean Connery impression. Which doesn't sound But, <laughs> but no, uh, no uh, you know, this is, if Brittany watches this, she needs to get some tough love. Because, I mean, apparently, Brandon, as ugly as people, as she claims people speak to her, apparently nobody has actually spoken to her the way that someone needs to speak to her. And a lot of these celebrities who are just nuts in the way that they behave publicly. And she has a history of ridiculous public behavior. I'm sorry. Uh, a lot of celebrities have a history of ridiculous public behavior and it's obnoxious. They, 
you know, but like you said, yeah, I thought about this. I, I mean, wanna, it's so I, it's so cliche now that when somebody is a celebrity who's like, yeah, I mean, I go to work and I go home and cook mm -hmm. something to eat and watch Netflix. I mean, yeah. you're like, what? What? Mm -hmm. You want to you want to celebrate that celebrity? Yeah, you know. So I look, look, I have a very boring look, personal. Life. This is actually an important thing to say. I know you're going to want to jump all over and answer immediately. But let me say something, guys. If Britney Spears does watch this, do you really think it'll help her? If I put myself in her shoes, I can't see how the way you're talking about her can help. Well, first of all, um, I'm trying to stay to talking primarily about what she said, and. Secondly, yeah, I think there's a place to be straightforward and direct about stuff like this. And when someone like that has got a massive bully pulpit, I know someone said, well, I think her pulpit's less now. Come on. It's a massive pulpit that she's got, bullhorn, that she uses to say to influence a lot of people. And even if you don't think she influences smart people, well, okay, we don't just have smart people around. And secondly, I think there are smart people who, as I said, will take on ideas without thinking through it as an argument because they're in similar situations. And uh, so, I, yeah, I think that sometimes there are people who have been told the truth, have been exposed to the truth. And I'm happy, as I said, to talk to her again. But no, some of this nonsense needs to be called out for what it is because it's dangerous and it's uh, impacting people, especially when we're talking about someone of this magnitude. Um, it could. It may not. Nobody likes to hear negative things said about them, but I mean, people say negative things about you and I all the time. Yeah, but I do appreciate you. Nobody asking ever asked them because you it's know, a good if, point if, to if talk Pritchett about. If Pritchett was was watching, did you think that he'd act? You know, nobody does that. So I, no, it's like you know what, public figures, and we are public figures. This is just part of it. People are going to say all kinds of things mm -hmm. about us. Uh, we haven't said it like. I mean, you know, look, I'm known for being overly like some people say overly nice and, and yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, so we're defenders. We're defending the gospel of Jesus Christ in a culture where people are trying to destroy your children. And there are people who have some sort of level of authority out there, not Britney Spears, but people who have a level of authority who are doing horrific things to children, uh, underage children, and also uh children dying in abortion clinics. And then we have people out here speaking through the microphone of Instagram to the next generation and telling them nonsense like that they don't need God in the midst of this absolutely sideways world that we're living in. I'm sorry, no, someone needs to punch back and say, Jesus is the way and walking away from God in the midst of the most difficult period in your life is a nightmare decision. Don't do it. Don't listen to Britney Spears. These pop stars are not your heroes. Y you know what? I'll tell you. Find the men and women in service and military who were actually willing to go and stand up and maybe die for you. Those are your American heroes, not people like Britney Spears. My heart goes out to Britney Spears, and I'd be happy to talk to her, although I know that I highly doubt that'll ever materialize. And, and she would be treated like an absolute lady that I respect, and, tr and I would absolutely be a gentleman, but I'm going to speak truth to ideas, and these ideas are dangerous. And no, I don't have a problem saying it straightly. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, this is how Bra Braxton speaks to me when he wants to communicate something that I need to be, uh, you know, my life that he, that needs to be addressed because he knows I don't hear him if he talks to me any other way. So yes, Braxton and I yell at each other sometimes <laughs> because sometimes you have to, because you may not hear it any other way. So mm -hmm. don't discount that. As far as heroes go, this is going to come to a shock to our audience, especially if there's a lot of Baptists in the audience. You know who my biggest heroes like in the faith are? Deacons at my Let me guess, church. Eric Hernandez. Besides Eric Hernandez. 
deacons. Yeah, there are Jay Ward uh, at Cedar Heights Baptist Church mm -hmm. was a hero. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Ricky Meeks, um, his son is now the pastor of that church, graduated from Southwestern with a PhD in philosophy. Uh, he was a hero. Um, men like that, that, you know, besides my dad that I grew up with in the church, mm -hmm. uh, it actually was, uh, that church had some awesome deacons. And some of them are probably st uh, still, the ones still alive might still be deacons. But, you know, you don't have to look far for, for people to look up to. Yeah. Really, um, honestly, the people that I admire the most are people I, I know. People yeah. who have impacted me. Now, um, some of those people I didn't know at one time and do now. Uh, let me get a couple of things here. Nate2D2 says, I think Braxton's doing this live stream because he wants to meet Britney Spears. Well, he's always been a fan. He really has. You know, if I wanted to try and do a live stream and try to meet someone, it would not be Britney Spears. Who would it be? Bono. Absolutely Bono. Um, and I would have some words for him too. He doesn't get off easy. Yeah. And Ironic Tone says, I like angry Braxton. <laughs> Just kidding. I know you aren't angry. Salt and light, sir. Thank you. I really am not. This is something also we do in the South besides using the phrase or the word y'all is also we, we preach. And when we preach, we have a little passion. Y'all just got a little preach in there. That's all that was. Yeah. Did I step on your toes, Pritchett? Are you offended? No. I was I was thinking of the I should have prefaced everything with bless Brittany's heart. She yeah, bless, is behaving. That's what you say, bless like your an heart. Absolute moron. But you know, you, if you preface it with bless her heart, uh, everything you say is fine. That's how it works in the South. John Beaver says, question, what are your thoughts on the denominational split of the UMC, the United Methodist Church? I have plenty. But go you ahead. go ahead first. Well, I just think I'm with the people that didn't compromise scripture for the culture. Yes. So the the white... And I do think it's an issue to divide over. The white, liberal, leftist, Methodist bigots who hate black people and didn't want black people from Africa to have a say in the glo global church because they were conservative, you know, they ended up ultimately getting their way. Uh -huh. Right? Because... Even though at their general conferences, all of their leftist nonsense kept getting defeated, it is the conservatives that are moving away from the denomination, mm -hmm. ultimately, and having to split. And we know what happens to liberal losing. denominations, right? They right. dry up and die in there. Right. And, and, and good riddance. Uh, but I think it's terrible, and it just shows you um, that theologically— or politically, anything that the left gets a hold of ultimately crumbles, and they make havoc of it, and then they blame everyone else for their problems. Sorry, I, just politics and religion. I, sorry if that offends you. Go look at reality right now, okay? Look, Everything, here, here's what... Here, here. As, but that is a microcosm of what you see just in general. And so mm. it really bothers me that, that the conservative wing of the United Methodist Church that was also pretty much the majority of it mm -hmm. uh, that kept shooting down all of their resolutions and changes to the book of disciplines and all that. Somehow they came out with the short end of the stick on this. And I don't know why. And I, I think it's because they are kind and they won't fight tooth and nail uh, to, to help preserve whatever sort of dignity or whatever. Not me. I wouldn't do it. I'd burn it down, if, you know? I mean, if you say with all due respect first, you can say pretty much whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, with all due respect and bless his heart, bless her. Yeah, so it just, that whole, well, Pritchett, but that you whole situation see that, 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 irritates someone, me. But 
But my other thought, I still have more thoughts. Go on. But even as irritated as I am as how it unfolded, good on the conservatives for being able to walk away. Just get out of it. Just leave. Just let them but die. Pritchett, your <laughs> ideas are all incoherent because the pitch says... They're destroying children, rewinds when Pritchett said, Jesus is God. God drowned babies. I'm fine with it. What's he care? Now, for those that don't know, Pine Creek, the atheist YouTuber once asked um, or listed, I think it was listed things that Christians would not admit mm -hmm. and Christian apologists. And one of them was God, uh, Jesus drowns babies. Well, obviously, Jesus in his earthly ministry never drowned any babies in the New right. Testament. But the notion is that he's. A part the of, second person he is the second the person of the is Trinity. God and God he's God, so God drowned babies because the flood, there were babies that drowned in the flood. So Pritchett and I, and especially Pritchett, like to sometimes shut that kind of nonsense down with just a straightforward answer that they don't expect to hear. Yeah. Which is instead of groveling to try and find some explanation, Pritchett's just like, Yeah, fine. That's yeah. okay. Whatever. Jesus drowned babies next. So. So, but then how do you, how do you, how do you speak? Look, they're destroying children. Rewinds when Pritchett said Jesus is good. Oh, must be when I, cause he's saying you, I was just saying about, yeah, they're about, mutilating uh, children right. underage. They're killing children in the womb, you yeah. know, all that whole thing. But, but yet we're sitting together and ostensibly agree on big issues like this. Yeah. How, how do we make sense of that? Cause you seem to be all pro drowning baby. Yeah. We've never had a, we've never had a discussion on that in all of the, what over 500 uploads now yeah way to kill us right yeah. Yeah. um yeah so god is judge can give and creator and can give take life as he sees fit and it's always just to do so you strike me as the kind of per not you individual people ask that this you can't destroy babies doesn't mean god can't cause a global flood and judgment Get over it that you're not God. You strike me as the kind of person that asked the teacher why she didn't take a nap at nap time in kindergarten too. Right. Though if I think was think about that for a minute. If I was the teacher, I probably would have you would take a nap. and would have slept longer than the time was God rested. And the kids would be destroying the classroom. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's But you know what I mean? It's like you assume that like God has to play by your rules. God doesn't have to play by your rules. Right. Yeah. And his judgments are righteous and good. Yeah, but there's nothing incoherent. But about we have it. a whole show on what happened to people, you know, to young children in the flood that people yeah. didn't die and young people in general. Yeah, we have a whole theology on that. And Adam Harwood has a great book called The Spiritual Condition of Infants that you should check out. OK, now we got some super chats here. Yay! Do you consider yourselves culture warriors or see yourselves as fighting a cultural a culture war? I know that like that those but those buzz terms that have been used a lot over the past. Yeah, I'm decades, fine with it. People people get mad or get happy depending on what you call yourself and all that. Here's the thing. Our culture is at war. It's pretty obvious, honestly, yes. for anyone to look at it and see who who's on the side of truth and science and reality and the side that's on the the side of like not those things. And, right. And and it's pretty it's really not that hard. Yep. No, don't look at me like that. It really isn't that hard. Right. And I'm and, and I'm, <laughs> it just I'm isn't. totally fine with the culture warrior label. <laughs> so maybe I'm a cultural warrior, but that doesn't mean that I'm a politician. I, I remember like culture war was a big thing in the in the nineties and then in the two thousands like, oh, we gotta get away from the culture war. Well, look where things end up when you stop fighting the culture war. Because the dumbest thing that I ever heard in churches in the in the aughts, right? Yeah. In the in the early the mid 2000s, oh, we, we got to stop fighting these culture wars and just blah. Uh, no, because then you end up with people who want to start a real war. <laughs> well, yeah, and 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 castrate 13 year old boys yeah. who don't know 
You yeah. Know, it's just insane. Yeah. And be celebrated and take them to drag queen shows. And it, talk like madness. little, and talk like kindergarten teachers. Yeah. Talk like it's, well, I'll tell you what we do with these things and I'll tell you how it works. And every, almost every word is a lie. It's, 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 this is the sideways culture that we're living in. Yeah. I have no problem fighting a culture war and it looks like there needs to be a, and I'm, excuse me for a second, another rant. Now I ranted when vice president Pence spoke at the Southern Baptist convention in 2018. And I posted receipts of that so that everyone know when I'm irritated about Kamala Harris. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How the natural, the, the National Baptist Convention where Kamala Harris spoke. And you can hear people in the audience cheering and clapping when she brought up defending the, 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 the legal right to murder babies. Okay? So it looks like there's a problem with the, the National Baptist Convention that uh, needs to get sorted out. I am wearing a True ID t-shirt. Okay? He is... Part of a, a group of apologists that you could consider urban apologists. Okay, now Adam himself is doesn't get overly political, but a lot of the people in that community do, right? And a lot of the a lot of the criticism and po- political talk from the urban apologetics community seems to go only in one direction, and seems to overlook a lot of problems that if it was consistently applied, the principle, you would have to address it. So, my urban apologist friends, I want to see somebody address this issue with the National Baptist Convention. Uh, I don't know if they, they, they call them... Uh, uh, what do they call them in the SBC when you show up? You're a... You're a messenger. Messenger. I know it wasn't the whole room, but people were applauding. I wonder if that's going to get addressed. And and listen to me. I wonder if that's going to get addressed on a video without a bunch of disclaimers and qualifications and whataboutisms and both sides, blah, 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 blah. No, just, just address it. I want to see that happen. Well, here's the thing. I, this is one of the best things. I want things. to see that happen from at least one urban apologist who will get up there and unequivocally yeah. rebuke that nonsense when it. they're cheering for abortion from the vice president of the United States at the National Baptist Convention. And, and here's and here's the thing. We, I've said this before on the show. I got it from Steve Gregg, and I think it's absolutely right. I don't know where he got it from. But we're not a subculture like the Amish or the Mennonites who kind of somewhat cloister themselves somewhat from culture. And we're not the culture, we're a counterculture. We're in the culture, but we're living a different way. We're choosing different principles, different values. And it used to be that there was a Christianization of America that was such that a lot of people lived a life that was in in concert with the Christian life, at least in terms of the big surface level things like your family, you know, you go to church on Sunday, you, you, you learn the books of the Bible, you know, all those kind of things yeah. like that. Um, that used to be the the way that it is. It's not that way anymore. So now it's more obvious that we're counterculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as the culture begins to flow in a different direction and we begin to uh, follow our king, we become a counterculture. Yes. Yeah. And one thing that we need to do is create culture, which means if you're a musician or something like that, create good culture. Change the culture through creating Nate culture. Nate 2D2 says, oh, snap, he's addressing you. Yes, I am. Now, look. If you go to the Trinity Radio Primetime Group, if you've ever watched this program, right, 
I make them all mad when I gripe about Trump bragging to be the most pro-gay president in history, which is true because he entered office pro-gay marriage, pro-LGBTQ, whereas Obama didn't enter office that way, right? Bush didn't. Clinton didn't. You're just saying right? you're an equal opportunity. Right. And, and, and when I say stuff like, uh, you know, uh, that about Trump and I remind the MAGA crowd in our in our fan base, you know, uh, they get a little bit irritated. Now, and when I say things like, you know, I don't think also because that, that, that the rich are paying their fair share and people say, oh, he sounds like a Democrat. Well, I actually also sound like Steve Bannon, who just got arrested. He said that, too, by the way, with big Trump guy. But, um, yeah, when I say sometimes I don't think the rich are paying their fair share. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have the mass majority of the wealth. Mm-hmm. They only pay eight percent of the total tax revenue and they mm-hmm. employ less than one percent of the entire mm-hmm. American population. Mm-hmm. So who's paying the most taxes? The middle class, mm-hmm. of course. And so. Uh, of the total tax revenue collected in Washington, D.C., yet they have most of, you know, they have 22% of the wealth. So when I say things like that, now, don't get me wrong, all taxation is theft. I am 100% for a voluntary tax when you purchase a product, right? But if you're going to have the ridiculous tax code that we have, it should be fair. Ah, politics. So, So anyway, so when I say things like that, I irritate our MAGA crew. So, no, I have our MAGA you know crew. Yeah, we have a bunch of <laughs> pro Trump MAGA people yeah. uh, that, that follow this program. And you know what? They well, they live with the fact that sometimes I say things that irritate them. Yeah. But I uh, I would like to see because I haven't yeah, you'd seen like to see much an urban apologist. Urban apologists every now and then say something that All may right. not be popular the with a large majority of their audience. Somebody meet the challenge. Now, yes. I, I, I want space to say something here. Mike makes right. God brought you into this world. He can torture you if he wants. These guys. Now, where do we say that? Where do we say it like that? That's not what we said. Look, it's not that God just does what any any old thing. God is what what happens is when God brings death on someone or a people or a culture, it is the just punishment for particular crimes, particular sins. It's the just punishment. Well, I don't think it seems right. Look, you can't find a more accurate standard of judgment than uh, justice than what we find in the Hebrew Old Testament Bible, which is eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That's a one-to-one correspondence of justice. I'm not talking about getting into all the particular laws, but a one-to-one correspondence of justice. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, life for life, that sort of thing. That's justice. Now, we we get mercy and all that, all that sort of uh, in Christ who died on our behalf as a representative for mankind, as our federal head. Nevertheless... It's uh, it's still the case that we have a just God. And so what's wrong is killing wrong for humans. Not necessarily. Sometimes killing is the best thing to do, the right thing to do, the most humane thing to do. Murder is wrong. What is murder? By definition, the unjust killing of a human being. Right. Right. And there is no situation where God ever unjustly kills anyone. And I don't know what this business about torture is or why you brought that into it. But this happens a lot. I want to make an. Inc- I want to encourage people. Do what I do. Everybody gets annoyed because every year I do ten questions for atheists. Every year, ten questions for atheists, and everybody's, oh, your questions are so stupid, and I, I this and that about your questions. That's fine. But um, let me just say, do what I do. Ask more questions because saying things that you suppose we might agree with is not the right way to go about this. Bridget, no, that's fine. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just, I mean, let's try to, it's always one of those, 
gotcha, let's phrase this in the most uncharitable way things. And so my inclination is just like, yeah, okay, get over it. But you, you, you handled that appropriately. All right. I ask about culture war because I've seen progressive Christians make fun of evangelicals for wanting to fight a culture war. That, may I add, many people in the progressive church are absolutely fighting a culture war. Absolutely. Yeah, so I don't know Absolutely. where that gets off. And they're fighting you don't like the that prevailing some people... culture against the, their, the who they want yeah. to say are our Christian brothers and sisters because yeah. we're Christians too. We're Christian. Randall Rouser, we're Christians too. All yeah. of them. All of them. No, he doesn't say that. Uh, when he, it sounds like he makes a thousand qualifications that makes the term meaningless and jello. But but yeah, they're fighting the culture war on behalf of culture against the counterculture church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're going along with the culture, it's just like, why do we even do it with a straight face anymore? I mean, seriously, when people talk about how brave they are on Good Morning America or something to talk about their belief or their agreement with some like LGBT or their agreement with the entire Democratic with what everyone in culture agrees about. academic institute, secular academia yeah. there is with the entire legacy media and with most of these corporations you're you're in lockstep with all of them and you're being brave yeah i mean seriously <laughs> yeah i don't say it with a straight face yeah i mean you you might ask that question why others do i certainly don't i'm over it it's ridiculous yeah you're not being brave you know what's brave uh men can't be women and then you get banned from twitter for that <laughs> that's saying something obvious like that uh, will get you banned. That's actually brave. It's yeah. Thank you, Braxton. I agree one thousand percent. I one thousand percent agree. Progressives fight a culture war as well, but probably even more so. Yeah, I mean, the, look, they're fighting not just the, they're not fighting as much the culture at large. They're fighting the culture of evangelicalism. So, I mean, somebody else left. They're counter to the missed. evangelical culture, at least the conservative evangelical culture. Huh? Uh, somebody says scroll back up because we missed a super chat. So, yeah. Oh dear, forgive me. Uh-oh. I want Pritchett to go on Tim Pool's show. Me too. I want Pritchett I to do that too. I would love. I I would love to go. Would you agree to go if Tim Pool? Oh, would you absolutely. feel that that was like God giving you an opportunity? If you absolutely. Yeah. The providential divine appointment and correct some of their to. worldview inconsistencies. You both rock. So here's something we're going to do, but it requires help from y'all, which is yeah. I pee on Joe Rogan. We got to We'll try to do better than that. But here's, I mean, Hey, <laughs> that went over like a if, lead balloon. <laughs> well, we don't know that he might be signing up as we agree right uh, now to be on the show, man, that the, the amount of, uh, <laughs> the amount of, that was the best show you've ever done. Yeah. Ever. You kept missing those that you used to be able to detect. That is the best show you ever did. See, this is no, but this goes back to what people were saying after I lost that you lose superpowers when you lose when you lose <laughs> because I lost my ability to just be constantly a jerk and you've lost your ability to, to remember detect, anything. Yeah. To detect well, those kind of clever uh names that are naughty. Yeah, you lose superpowers but when you lose. But ironic tone also wants to say you both rock, and I truly appreciate y'all. God bless. Thank you, Thank ironic you. tone. And I think they said they couldn't watch for very much longer. Maybe that was somebody else. But uh, thank you so much. We so appreciate that. Uh, yeah, the, I'll tell you something. Live streaming has really made our show a lot more fun. I have to say. Yeah. Uh, we're done with pitch, right? We're not going to deal with that anymore. Uh, let's see. In the service, you prefaced anything bad you had to say to an officer with, 
with all due respect to your uniform, I personally think you are. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I personally think you. Yeah, that that that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting cultural thing about respecting the uniform, even if you don't necessarily respect the person or respect the office. Um, I get that. I understand what is meant behind uh-huh. it. I've just never agreed with the sentiment about I, well, I respect the office even if I don't respect the person that holds that office. Right. Um, you don't ag- understand that? No, I do understand it. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the, the sentiment. Well, if you and I ag- developed some office, let's say, and we were taking, like we, we believe in Trinity. Like we take Trinity really seriously. Yes. We love Trinity. Trinity is this, is this elegant lady that we have been uh, charged with developing into a finer institution than it already is. So we love this school. And if we developed some new position, let's say, and we said every school has been missing this position. We're going to have this position and we are going to take it seriously forever because this is a, and let's say it's some emeritus position where we, we have like, like Albert Elliott chair of emeritus or something. Yeah. And, and this is an important thing to us. We, it's sacrosanct to us. Yeah. All right. So we might respect that position and treat the person with respect who holds that position or someone else might, even though. You yeah, know but I mean? it's the idea of respecting the person by virtue of the position they hold. And look, uniforms and offices are only have as much dignity as the persons that occupy the office or wear the uniform. And so I, 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 I get the sentiment. I just don't always necessarily agree with it because if enough people demean the office they hold or the uniform they wear, they take away from any respect that the office or the uniform should have carried. Yeah. Because it's only as respectable as the people that who occupy sense. or wear them. So, like if, if you two suddenly Bono died and they replaced him with Ewan McGregor, let's say, and then Edge died and they replaced him with any guitar player for any decent worship band in the world would be fine. And you replaced each member at some point. It's like the ship of Theseus. It's no longer you two. Right. But you might say, well, but I have respect for the it's band. It's like Leonard Skinner. Because, I mean, how many Yeah, original, like Leonard Skinner. I have yeah. respect for the band, so I still have respect for him because he's now the lead singer of the I band. I don't know. It depends. That doesn't work because it, that's not the same band, right? And when a new person is in that office, it's not the same office. I will say that it doesn't necessarily work for rock in the way that they wish it did. But they're that's trying what I'm saying. To, but it does work in, like, certain genres like legacy Motown bands, What's whereas they, 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 they will, they will see to their children or their nephews and, you know, the, the, the rights to the catalog to perform okay. it and the cattle and the, That's the family and music. And, and so like other family, and maybe they have to pick up another person. So like, in like, if you go see the temptations, you're not seeing the temptations yeah. that you knew. But there's some sort of connection there that has carried on that I think that's that kind of keep it in the family and maybe pick up accounts for something. Uh, But there's just that's part of that legacy artistry that's that's in that. It's interesting, but it's not that interesting. Let's move on. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But I get why you think it wouldn't work for like a rock band. I think right. you guys are culture outsider warriors or CAO or COWs, if you will, y'all. Cows. We're cows. No, um, what well, I'm worse than a culture warrior. I'm the guy that sits on the your culture that sits complainer? on the sidelines and throws rocks at people. Are you the culture complainer? Yeah, the culture complainer throws rocks at everybody. 
indiscriminately. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been almost an hour and we're kind of winding down, I think. Uh, well, they're still, they're still saying stuff. Yeah. Here's one. We'll do one more because this is a regular here. If Dillahunty, that's Matt Dillahunty, for a lot of people don't know who Matt Dillahunty is. He's like this atheist guy that... That you debated. I debated. And he's made an influence. This is the biggest people. thing that ever happened to his life. If Dillahunty <laughs> were to debate Graham Oppie, wouldn't he be in the odd position of arguing that Oppie's arguments against God aren't convincing to him and aren't evidence against God? Because Graham Oppie's an atheist, but he's like an atheist that says, uh, I think he maintains the position that there are no gods. Right. And Dillahunty is an atheist in the sense that he's a lactheist who says, I um, don't believe in God, but it's not that I believe there's not a God. I just don't know. I, I haven't seen evidence, good enough evidence to believe that there is. So when you present him with evidence, he's like, well, that doesn't convince me. And convincing him becomes winning the argument, becomes convincing Dillahunty. And of course, he decides whether you've convinced him or not. So he always wins but um, in his own mind. And Derek Baylor says, would he have to do that to Oppie? And that's a fair question because Oppie would be giving arguments that God does not exist. And if he's going to be honest, Dillahunty would have to say, I'm not convinced by that. I just have to say, I, I don't know. So anyway, folks, this has been a blast. Um, we are going to try every episode that we have to have the best episode of Trinity Radio ever. I don't know that this was it, but I'll tell you what. It's in the top no, 20. No, last week's or the last time. It's in the top 20 because now things have changed. Something has clicked within us, and we're, it's just better. Things are just better than they used to be. Now, I'll admit, last or two weeks ago when we had the last show, it was like something aligned, the stars aligned, magic was there. The Hunter Pritchett magic was in full bloom, and yeah. the audience was playing their part, and the atheists were playing their part, and it was just great. It was like theater. But here today... All I can say is we had a good time. Yeah. We talked about some stuff. We did. And we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio.